Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. Thanks for listening. I hope that you enjoy the review. You can find over 3,800 of my written reviews if you want to check out any of my older material at my website, Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at Miles Ahead. It's a drama based somewhat on the life of Miles Davis. It is directed and also starring Don Cheadle, who also co-writes the screenplay along with Stephen Bagelman. It's an R-rated film because of strong language throughout drug use, some sexuality, nudity, and brief violence. It runs an hour and 40 minutes. Ewan McGregor, Michael Stolbarg, Emma Yatsi Karinialdi and Lakeith Lee Stanfield collaborate along with Don Cheadle. This is a labor of love that Don Cheadle undertook. He spent over a decade in the making of this film as director and co-writer and main nurturer of the project. This is his first feature attempt at either writing or directing, and Cheadle's Miles Ahead is an unorthodox and interpretive take on legendary jazz genius Miles Davis. It eschews the facts of the trumpeter's life for a more metaphorical representation of what the artist had gone through during a key stage in his career, pitting him in the middle of a loose-hanging crown caper. Using the device of the unreliable narrator at the crux of this Miles Davis introspection, Cheadle plays nearly as improvisational with his filmmaking in terms of the traditional biopic as Miles Davis himself would be in this perpetual experimentation with jazz music. Cheadle attempts to riff in this film the way that Miles might have in his music, trying to uncover a larger truth about who he really is, even if he has to use a good deal of fabrication to bring forward those truths out. What the film Miles Ahead is really about is about who controls the music of an artist who is signed to a major label in this case. There's a tug of war that exists throughout Miles Ahead between Miles Davis and his record label Columbia Records. Miles Ahead is set mainly during the course of about a day in the musician's life in New York's Upper West Side. It's actually completely shot in Cincinnati, Ohio, because because many aspects of Cincinnati represent how New York of that era probably looked around the late 1970s. This is during this year called his silent years is when a creatively burnt out Miles Davis had taken a self-imposed five years and counting break from releasing new music. Columbia Records, his record label, had grown increasingly challenged in their relationship with their most eccentric and erratic recording artist. Miles Davis claimed that he would give them something new if they paid him the $20,000 he feels that they owed him. Although both parties knew that they could make so much more if he were to hand over the studio recording reel that he'd been working on in the interim, the film introduces us to a man who claims to be a highly ambitious Rolling Stone reporter named Dave Brill, played by Ewan McGregor. Dave Brill being a fictional character here, reportedly, according to Don Cheadle, Dave Brill's character is scripted in because they wanted to bring on a white lead actor like McGregor to help get the funding that they needed. He says that if that didn't happen, the movie just wouldn't get made. Now, Dave Brill wants not only to help his publication, Rolling Stone, sell magazines by getting the reclusive Miles Davis to record an increasingly rare in-depth review with him, but to also facilitate seeing Miles hand over that unpublished recording that is sure to make 
music history. When the session tape ends up missing, the volatile Miles takes matters into his own hands, and that results in a life-or-death struggle to wrest ownership back where he feels it belongs, at least until he deems it worthy of doing so. Don Cheadle here brings about a great deal of visual flair to complement the vibrant sound of Miles Davis's music. A fine an actor as could ever be chosen to play Miles Davis, Don Cheadle looks and acts the part better than most who are leads in these kinds of musical biopics. He even spent four years learning to play just so he could play and key to Miles' actual music that gets dubbed over his actual playing in the film. Miles Ahead also delves into a motivating factor for Davis to maintain at least a modicum of money and fame, that is his addiction to cocaine. Part of Davis's problem with his addiction, as well as the perceived loss of his creative mojo, seems, at least according to this film, to stem from his reminiscences on that woman that got away, Frances Taylor, who was a dancer who Miles Davis would eventually marry in the late 1950s, a tumultuous marriage that would last about 10 years and ended up being very rocky and brought forth a great many regrets to Miles as his ego would continue to stand in his way with being able to embrace his loving partner fully. Taylor is painted as the lone person in Miles' life who isn't merely trying to use exposure to him for their own advancement. In this film, we see reporters who want the leg up in the industry by getting a big scoop on Miles. There are record label executives who want to push out another high-profile, award-winning record for their company. There's music producers and talent agents who want Davis to use his proverbial Midas touch to give his approval for the hungry artists that are still out there looking to get a break in the industry when there are so many hundreds of actual trumpet players and other jazz musicians who want to be the heir to Miles Davis' throne. There are even drug dealers who are willing to cut Davis a discount rate for an autograph, though even then Davis is reluctant to have to give up any piece of himself if it isn't from his own volition. Davis' first wife, Frances, in this film is shown as sacrificing her own passions to make things work with Miles, and in return, she doesn't want anything from him other than for him to be that kind of loving husband he vowed to be, and for her to be appreciated for being the giving and nurturing person in his life. Miles' response to having wronged her with careless and abusive behavior and philandering is to do that which he would do for probably any other person in his life, to try to buy her loyalty and to smooth over any indiscretions on his part with gifts. And Miles' additional reaction to not being able to be the kind of man Francis needs is to rely only on himself. He ends up self-medicating with a potentially disastrous cocktail of cocaine and alcohol and prescription pain medication for a degenerative hip condition that made it painful for him to walk. There are several allusions to the plight of Miles Davis, to that of a boxer within this film. He's a fighter that needs to get that edge back, that hunger to make him a success again, just like a boxer would. And just like an aging boxer, he feels like he's been too long out of the arena to know what to do anymore. He sees that hunger in other up-and-comers to contrast where he once was in his career and where he has devolved. I suppose knowing this as a metaphor, it should come as no surprise to learn that the climax of the film is sparked by this kind of confrontation in the middle of a boxing match. It puts Miles Davis toe-to-toe with his main nemesis, played by Michael Stuhlbarg. He's a sly talent agent who is desperately vowing to take control of Miles Davis' music for his own ends, and that causes 
the down-and-out jazz artist to spring to life once again to fight for something that, ironically, once you end up finding out what it is, would not have had a lot of value to others, but it means the world to him. He's fighting for his life, his essence, and that's what gets him back in the game. Now, in many respects, Miles Ahead, as a movie, reminds me of another fictionalized account of an artist of renowned influence. I'm speaking specifically of the interpretation of the life of comedian Richard Pryor as he was cast, as he played himself, basically, in the film Jojo Dancer, Your Life is Calling. That's another film that struggles to maintain a consistent tone, but yet it yields so many interesting takes on the life of someone who was once at the top of their creative peak and ended up through drugs and a lot of personal mistakes, struggling to maintain their own voice amid the many somewhat poor influences that threatened to stifle that ingenuity that got them to the peak of their professions in the first place. Cheadle here, as a director and co-writer, takes quite a few risks. Some of them do pay off quite well, and others not really as well, but Miles Ahead remains an interesting impressionist take on the essence of who was Miles Davis. As a man, he would rather use his tight lips to let the trumpet say what his mouth would rather not. And as such, I do think that this makes it worthwhile for interested viewers who don't mind that the heaping helping of creative license that's employed by Cheadle in getting to the root of the matter on one of the most troubled yet most brilliant of artists in any medium in the 20th century, or as the film suggests in its colorful concert performance finale to the current day and beyond. Like improvisational jazz, it is an acquired taste to enjoy Miles Ahead, but while Cheadle isn't quite to cinema what Miles Davis is to music, it's hard to disrespect a man for trying to, literally and figuratively, blow his own horn. I'm giving Miles Ahead three stars out of four, and three stars on my scale means that I do think that it is worthwhile for people who are interested in the subject matter. It's not the kind of movie, if you have no interest in jazz or Miles Davis or really care about Don Cheadle or anything like that, maybe this is not going to be your bag. But if you want an interesting interpretation on a very little-known aspect of an enigmatic artist like Miles Davis, I do think that this is a worthwhile, interesting film that may not necessarily be the be-all, end-all biopic that some people would have made, but I do think that as a riff from one artist to another, I do think that it stands up in terms of its entertaining and interesting qualities, and so I enjoyed watching Miles Ahead for that very reason. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button. You continue to get all of my reviews downloaded into your podcast player on a mostly daily basis. Also, if you happen to be on iTunes, I do encourage you to leave a review because that definitely is the best way you can help the show. Also, I want to mention that I've been asked by the folks at the In Session Film Podcast to be a guest on the show in order to talk about Miles Ahead as well as High Rise, a new and interesting film that's coming out of the UK. So I do encourage you to check out the In Session Film Podcast, not only for my appearance on that show, but it's an excellent podcast to learn about the latest in films. As they cover many of the new releases. They also take the time to dig into an occasional older film as well, and they really dissect a lot of the movies in really new and refreshing and interesting ways. So you can find all that information at InSessionFilm.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 